Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome back to Hobby Addicts episode 312 on this May 22nd. I am Mitsugi and I am joined by a fantastic crew. He's Peppy today. We'll call him Peppy Hair. His name's Masson. Peppy Masson. That's me. That's me. And speaking of hair, you guys will see it in, in the main, main podcast. We're not hiding it anymore. Uh, we're going to let it down today because、Ooh. I have a haircut scheduled、Uh-oh. in a week and a half. So,、What? the long hair Mason arc is coming to an end. I know no one got to appreciate it, but now that it's over 90 degrees over here in the Northeast,、uh, this, these luscious locks have to go. They just no. came no out. No more Man Bun Mason? No, Man Bun Mason is rip. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> the ladies、okay. are devastating. It might, it, might, it might come back, you know. I, my plan is to grow it back out, but、uh, it's long enough to donate, and that's been the goal since the beginning, so. We'll do it. Go back short hair for a bit and start the cycle anew, I guess. Well, then we also have,、uh, we also have Caroline. We're going to call her. <laughs> we're running out of characters. We're, we're going to, you know what? There's a blue fox called Crystal in, in Star Fox. So, Crystal the blue fox, Caroline, what's up? Okay, Crystal sounds like a stripper name, but okay. It was either that <laughs> or. You spell it with K's. <laughs> Your, your other options were Slippy Toad Caroline or Falco Lombardi Caroline. So, it's <laughs> Falco Caroline. At least I gave you a, a, a female character. So, I think Crystal's. That's okay. I honestly would not have known either way.、Um, but hello, how's everyone doing? Just fantastic. I had quite a, quite a,、uh, a weekend filled with just outrageous meals, and I am、uh, feeling broke but、uh, happy about it. Did you go sledding in the snow? No.、Uh, it was. No. I did get into. I did, I did drink alcohol in a hot tub while it was snowing. So that、that's, was the thing. That's pretty good. Yeah. That was Friday, that was Friday night. And I, real, and, I, and I learned that despite what you might think about being in a hot tub in the snow, it actually is not preferable, I've decided, because it's too damn、really? cold. It's too cold. You're just like, it sounds、so、like a shitty hot tub. People going into hot springs and hot tubs when it's cold outside. Isn't that a thing that people like to do? Well, perhaps the snow was just not the right suit, was not suitable for being in a hot tub. It wasn't exactly like big fluffy snow, it was like wet snow, and it was very cold.、Mm. And I'm bald, and you know, I'm like continuously submerging my body and my head in the water to warm the top of my head up because it's like freezing. So. You should try hair. It's great.、Oh, well, some, I'll, I'll donate mine <laughs> to you. Mason will donate his hair to you, and you can have your very own toupee. Damn. You know what? I'm going to keep that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember this for later. So I'll take that as a note. <laughs> Mitsuki, get hair, quit complaining, quit being a little whiny bitch, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway. Guys, we're here. Thank you for tuning into Hobby Addicts. Today, we have a、uh, pretty good episode here, a very diverse set of topics. I bought two new video games, so I'm going to talk about those. 
Spyro reignited the trilogy. And also, I lost my Dragon Quest TAC data, so I downloaded Arknights, which is pretty cool. Um, Caroline is going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I think is a Marvel movie. And, of course. And Atlanta, and Mason went to Atlanta. So, hot Atlanta. Yeah, they, I, I don't think they like it when you call it that. They don't? But I don't think so. Wait, why? Isn't it just hot in Atlanta? I don't know. I saw plenty of people wearing shirts that were saying, don't call it hot Atlanta, which oh. could have just been a branding thing, but mm. I don't know. Fuck them, then. I've never heard of anybody calling it hot Atlanta before. I didn't think that was a thing. I have. I don't know what it means, okay. though. I'm going to look it up. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Where did Hot Atlanta come from and why does it refuse to die? <laughs> That's what the article is called. Because we have podcasts where we keep on saying it. It appeared on uh, the, the, the Macon Band's instrumental track, Hot Atlanta, appeared at their, at their Fillmore East live album in 1971. I guess it's, uh, so that's where it came from. Not very interesting. Yeah. Sp- yeah. Spyro Reignited. I uh, I needed a new game. I wanted a game that was really easy because Elden Ring was such a fucking hassle. And uh, I was like, well, you know, the Spyro game, It's they're short. They're pretty easy. And you get three platinum trophies from the from the trilogy because they give you one for each uh, for each game. And there's three of them. And the game was cheap. It was only like like i don't even know 20 bucks for three games and and uh for those people that haven't played spyro the dragon before spyro the dragon is this franchise that existed back on playstation and it really hasn't come back since to my knowledge i think there's only like three games in the spyro universe and i'm kind of expecting that there will be a spyro game at some point i don't know when i haven't heard anything but spyro has sold 20 million copies over only three games i think it's just three games um I'm gonna look this up. Make sure it's three games, and that's and that's a lot of copies for. Um, let's see. Um, well, there's a lot of games that feature Spyro. So Spyro the Dragon in 1998, Spyro the Dragon 2, Ripto's Rage 1999, Year of the Dragon in 2000. Then there were some like Game Boy Advance games. Enter the Dragonfly. Okay, came out in 2002. I guess there's more than I thought. Hmm. Anyway, Spyro the Dragon is a pretty pretty dormant franchise i'd say the last big game came out about 20 years ago and it's just this cute game where you run around like this very cartoony world as this little spunky dragon and i'm playing through playing through the first game right now and the mission is to basically capture is to free all the dragons so this guy named nasty norg has gone around has um turned all the dragons great name yeah it's his name (laughs) i think he I don't know. I don't know what kind of animal he'll, he'll end up being because everything in this game is pretty much an animal of some kind. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he's like gonna be like a big like a, like a boar or something. He's Norg. Just sounds like a name they'd give to like a wild boar. Um, so, and he has turned all of the dragons in the in the kingdom into stone. So you have to go around to these levels and you have to find all of the dragons. That's pretty much the mission of the game. And if you when you find enough dragons, you clear like this hurdle and you can go to the next world. And, but the, but the other important thing in the game is, is to collect all the gems. So if you want to get the platinum trophy, if you want to, you know, progress through the game to its fullest, you have to collect all the gems as well. So in in this game and in others, they will tell you, oh, this map has 500 gems on it. And like a a red gem is worth one, a blue one's worth five, a a yellow one's worth 10, et cetera. And it goes up to like 50. 
and you know there might be 500 gems on a level and while you find all the dragons there might be three dragons on the level you get all the gems as well and then the level is complete you just then you exit and you go to the next level and that's pretty much all there is to it it's just like this very methodical exploration game where you're going through the areas you're scanning for all the gems you get all the gems you get all the dragons you you, you defeat all the enemies which also drop gems and then there's you know item pickups like extra lives and et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's, it's simple. It's as simple as that. I mean, there's really nothing else to it, but the games are very polished. They're a lot of fun. They're, they're just relaxing because nothing about this game is hard. And, and it's just like this little romp that has been unbelievably up So the original Spyro looked pretty bad. I mean, it came out in 1998. So if you can imagine just like some of the worst graphics, most people these days have seen because you know that's a long time ago well they've they've definitely leapfrogged ps2 and probably ps3 and they've gone they've taken these this game from like blocky pixels to just like smooth you know ps4 level graphics and it just looks fantastic and nice if you like if you like cartoony sort of games like crash like crash bandicoot or um, Conquer or, you know, Banjo-Kazooie. Like, Spyro is kind of in that same sort of vein, I guess. It's the same sort of, like, at, like feel to it. The gameplay is not the same. It is a platformer. But, you know, it's just a game where you can get home from work, get drunk or whatever, and just sit on the couch and just zone out and play Spyro, and it's really not frustrating or hard at all. Man, yeah, the graphics in the original Spyro look fucking horrible. Wow. <laughs> It's amazing how much better it looks. Jesus. This might be one of the most drastic upreses in a game I've ever seen. Uh, the Final Fantasy might be up there as well. I'm, I, I mean, that's a full ground-up remake, yeah, but I know I mean, what you mean. Yeah, this is just like the same game with just better graphics. It's crazy. Like, man, Spyro looked like shit, and now he looks awesome. So, And, and Spyro is... A, there's nobody can dislike Spyro. He's like... He's just like this cute little punk dragon that has a spunky attitude and just wants to save everybody i don't know he's just fun and um so if you like spyro i recommend going and getting this trilogy i mean it is cheap you get you get some pretty good trophies each game's about seven to nine hours and uh, so it doesn't overstay its welcome at all and it's just a lot of fun and if and if you didn't play spyro clear back in 2000 1998 or whatever yeah, this is a good opportunity for you to for you to pick up what used to be one of the predominant, like one of the flagship franchises for Sony. Uh, I think play, Spyro the Dragon is still like it's got a couple slots in the top twenty best selling PlayStation One games, so probably worth checking out. And uh, you can get it on the PlayStation Store and probably other places. It's probably on the Switch and and whatnot as well. It's because I think it's owned by Activision. So that's about it. Um, have you guys played Spyro? Nope. So <laughs> I was just kind of letting you talk for a while. <laughs> I've played the original one or second one like a long time ago for like an hour at like a friend's house. Mm-hmm. The whole like that early era of PlayStation and like those platformers, like you said, that Banjo Kazooie, you know, whatnot. They were never my jam. Like they just Aww. were too blocky. Like I think I just didn't have. Uh, like a console at that time. Yeah. 
like I was just just young enough where like it wasn't what I was looking for. And so I don't have like any nostalgia for it. Like to me, my first like platforming games were like Sly Cooper or Jack. Like Jack that was my kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Spyro always looked cool and he's, you know, pretty decent mascot, I guess. But yeah, he's definitely a mascot. I have no strong, strong desire to uh, live it out. But I'm glad it's I mean, it seems to be exactly what you wanted. Cheap, easy, platinumable times three. Yeah. And just something just to breeze through. So, yeah, it uh, sounds like you uh, got the winning ticket. It does. It does offer a f- some frustrations though. When you've got 500 gems on a level to find, and you know you're not going to leave the level till you find them all. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. earlier today there were five gems. I couldn't find them, and I'm like, "Where the fuck is this gem?" And I'm running around the whole map trying to find it. I probably checked the whole map ten times, and then it was just like there was just one enemy sitting somewhere that I hadn't killed, and I killed it and dropped the gems. But it did take me 45 minutes to find that. So. It can be annoying, you know, if you miss something and you can't find, like, that one fucking gem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, pretty pain-free. Caroline, Doctor Strange and in the in the multiverse of madness. <laughs> yes. I mean, the way you said it was basically how the movie is. Because, oh. I mean, Marvel is Marvel, but this movie kind of goes into more of the creepy factor that they've never really done before. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like creepy on par with actual horror movies or anything like that, mm-hmm. but there are some very um, intense things in this movie. Uh, so I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm going to try to talk about it as much as I can without like spoiling it, because even if you look up the synopsis online, they try, like officially they try their best to um, make it very vague about what the movie is about. Um, because, you know, at this point with Marvel, you have to have seen quite a bit of stuff beforehand in order to totally understand what is going on in this movie. Uh, like, you have had to have seen WandaVision. Absol- like, I feel like that is an absolute. I mean, you can get it without, but, I mean, to understand what's going on with Wanda in this movie, you really need it. And I, I suppose, like, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, since that was, like, the last one that came out, and, of course, the first Doctor Strange, and end game and that kind of thing so this movie is about Doctor Strange his name is in the title and he comes across this girl who has the ability to transport herself across different dimension or different um, uh, uh, universes so she she but she doesn't have the ability to really control it she just uh, gets transported to a different universe whenever she feels really afraid and so she, like, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange finds her, and uh, he's trying her his best to protect her from these monsters that are after her because they, they want her ability to move across dimensions. And when they try to take her ability away, it, it will end up killing her. But so he's trying to protect her and trying to find out ways to, uh, like, to figure out what the heck is going on with these monsters. So he ends up getting Wanda involved since uh, she might have she might know of something that that's happening with these monsters since she's a witch. However, there is a little bit of a of a twist, and uh, you know what I I might as well just say it. If you really really want uh, to go in with no no uh, with nothing beforehand, I highly recommend that you just go out and watch it. But I'm not. It's not really going. This isn't like until maybe. 
15, 20 minutes into the movie, so it's not, it's not like a massive spoiler. Wanda is behind it all because she wants to have the ability to move across dimensions so that she can get to her theoretical children. Now, in WandaVision, she created this whole universe for herself where she did have these two uh, sons. And because it all was in her own universe and she had to take down the universe, uh, she en- like ends up losing them. But she knows that in other universes, these two sons exist. So she wants to go to a different dimension in order to, you know, be with them again. So she is basically hunting down this girl, threatening to kill her in order to get what she wants. Violent. And and yet, people will still defend Wanda. <laughs> so after I watched WandaVision, uh, she does pretty... Uh, inexcusable things kind of on accident but she still ends up pretty much like mentally torturing an entire town accidentally uh and people will be like i don't understand why people are so angry at wanda and i'm like she mentally tortured an entire town of course she didn't know that she was doing it but she still did it oh she knew so i what? No, she no. Like, well, you can't say that because you haven't watched it. But she's she all. Did not know but she's that all psychic she, and shit. How can she not know? No, because what she did was like because. Okay, I'm gonna have to explain Wandavision now. So uh, <laughs> take notes. <laughs> yes. So in a um, like a mental breakdown that she had over the loss of Vision, who was her boyfriend, uh, she ends up creating a alternate and not like an alternate universe. A an kind of like in in uh, her own kind of universe where they live a happy go lucky sitcom like life together with with vision and with their two kids uh, but what she did not realize by putting up this new universe and she's basically mind controlling the entire town what she did not realize was is that the while she's mind controlling them they are subject to all the mental tor- like mental pain that she has herself uh, and also forcing them to do things that they don't want to do. Like and what? she did not realize the int- like the whole toll that it took on people. She didn't realize it was more dangerous than protective of for her for, of that. So yeah, again, like it's I'm and, and I'm not saying that that it's ex- like it, it's right. I'm actually saying it's pretty I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that they are angry at her and I don't think that she deserved to be like uh, defended for that. But people will still say, oh, no, it's okay. Like, she didn't realize what she was doing. In this movie, she has shown that she has no remorse over what happens because here she is killing people to do what she wants. So, yeah, uh, I think we we can all... Is she a bad guy? Uh, and she sounds bad. I Yes, like, in this movie, she is the bad guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know if for certain if she is... Um, like redeemed by the end, it's, I'm not entirely sure. I would have to get into spoilers to kind of talk about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, there there is a certain point in the movie where it gets really into the creepy factor of Wanda because she is also being uh, uh, influenced by this book, this 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 uh, magic book that has very adverse effects on the people who read it. So she is doing these evil things, but she's also being uh, influenced by an evil book. But I highly doubt that, like, all of what happened is because of the book. Uh, so by the end, so so there's this point where she is uh, chasing the group down, and she is 
almost walking like a zombie because she's hurt and her eyes are glowing red and they are in this really dark right, uh, underground up. basement and she, like there's jump scares and she's like you know like just stumbling around like a zombie it's kind of crazy and then there's also a point where she encounters the superheroes of a different universe some of which we are familiar with, uh, familiar with within the Marvel movies. Others are like Doctor X, who hasn't shown up in the official Marvel movies yet. And uh, I think that there's oh, oh uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. He's played by John Krasinski. I did not know that John Krasinski was going to be making an appearance in this movie, but he did, and it was awesome. She, Wanda, goes into battle with them. And she kills them in some of the most brutal ways I have ever seen in a Marvel movie. And and, um, and kind of, it was just very surprising. And it was pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so overall, I enjoyed the movie. However, there are a couple things that could have been better. Like the girl with the ability to jump into different universes. I don't like her. She is just irritating, and uh, I don't know. It's like at the, I don't even know if it's just the actress. I think the character itself is also not like well written. Is so, the character even supposed to be like a character or just a person with the powers to like get the plot going? Like she does have a character to her, but I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm gonna get some flack for this. I feel like she's was put in this movie to be that representative of all the things that people want more in movies like she is Latin American or or actually I don't know if she's Latin American technically because she's from a different universe so but she but she um, speaks Spanish her name's Ch- her last name's Chavez uh, she has a uh, a pride pin that she wears all the time and and she has two mothers and all of which are fine it's just that it feels like she is a insert character meant to be saying like, "Hey, we're Marvel, and we are all accepting, and that kind of thing." And it just kind of feels hammed in there. You think they're virtue signaling with the with one of the Olsen triplets? <laughs> what do you she mean? Does, well, she's the sister of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Are you talking about Wanda? Yeah, she is the sister of and she looks Mary exactly Kate and Ashley like Olsen. them too. It's hilarious. Yes, she's their sister, but I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about uh, oh, I don't know her. I don't know, I don't know her actual name but her character name is America Chavez so yeah and I I hate saying that because I don't want to sound like I'm against having representation no I get you you're not against sorry go ahead oh I can't say this no no like I basically said it before but I I just don't like having the feeling that it's put in there to just to have it in there you know like it's it's like to, to show s- that we're Marvel and we're so much better than others. And there will be another. There's another situation where I felt myself really thinking this, and I don't feel bad about this one because it actually pertains to me as a woman. Uh, in Endgame, when they're in the middle of battle and they're trying to get the gauntlet away from Thanos, 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 whatever his name is. And it's like, don't worry, we got this. And it's all the female characters, and they all show up on screen all at once. And it's just like, that is really stupid. <laughs> it's like, we're women, and we can do it. It's like, I never thought thought that like the women characters were uh, like less than than the male characters until this moment when they felt the need to shine a light on it. 
And then it's the and like, and it really drives home the, that fact when there's that character named Mantis. She's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. She has no offensive or d- even defensive weapons at her disposal. She doesn't have any swords. She doesn't have any like powers that would be helpful in battle. And yet here she is engaging in this, and she doesn't even have any way to to do it. We don't even know what she did when she had the gauntlet. So it's just it's that kind of thing where they did not put it in the movie. For, in order it to be part of the movie, they put in the movie because they wanted to be seen as cool, you know. I would tell you what, and her, I, maybe I shouldn't. Sorry, I would tell you what her name is, but it sounds like the name of a fossil that they, they found at like the bottom of the <laughs> ocean. No, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it very well either. Well, um, well it starts with X O H X O C H, so I think that you're forgiven. I don't know. Who I think I think when it's like that, it's fucking. pronounced with a with a ch, with a with it's kind of like a ch name. Uh, I actually, I I can't say that for certain because I would not really know. If I didn't, if I had to guess, I would just I, w- I would say her name is Zoc Chittle. But hmm. I don't know. Z-O-C- let, let me look it up. Okay. Z o c h is not a combination of letters that should ever exist in anything. So I don't know how how anybody could possibly be expected to pronounce that, but. Yeah, if you look it up and figure it out, let me know. So, I don't know. I don't really like, I don't like uh, Cumberbatch very much, so I would probably pass on this just because he's in it, but it is making a lot of money. Oh, who? I don't like Cumberbatch. Why don't you like him? I just want to slap his face. Uh, I don't like him, and I don't like Hiddleston. What? I just want to How s- can you not? I especially don't like Tom Hiddleston. I just want to slap him in his face. But why? Because he, he just has a slappable looking face. I don't know. It's just like these Hollywood actors that are. First of all, these Hollywood people—they're all a bunch of hypocritical, fucking just twat bags. I mean, it's like ridiculous. Like, wow. Well, I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> I, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Zach Chittle like talks about like it's actually so chill or so cheap whatever something so she probably talks all about like saving the environment and all this and then she probably flies to everything she does on like a private jet so i mean i don't think she's really that big of an actress well she isn't but hiddleston and timberbatch are so i don't i just don't i don't like hollywood hollywood types in this episode we hate inclusivity and we want to slap twat bags I just don't like We're good I, people. I just don't like I think it comes from like Tom um Cumberbatch like people were just way too obsessed over Cumberbatch with when he was on Sherlock and I just wanted to puke my guts out the whole time. So that, but you know that's just me. So and, I, and I'm also I'm also a disturbed uh uh pitiable human. So you shouldn't take what I say with, with too much seriousness. Uh I am just I'm a walking therapy ad. So there you go. But overall, sounds like you yeah. liked the movie. Was good movie. Good? good thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's certainly a departure from some of the other movies. I say that you know with a gr- I mean, grain of salt. Some parts are definitely still typical Marvel. Like what? Um, like what? But like I did what? enjoy some of the more intense moments in the in the chase scenes and the creepiness of Wanda. It's kind of great. Um, but yeah. I mean, after what thirty movies, like you want someone to be like, "Yeah, this movie was a little bit different." Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like hooray. like that's after, a, that's a great endorsement. I feel like after Endgame, it's going to be difficult to really top anything that comes after that because now it's starting to feel a little bit repetitive. Well, let me ask you a question: um, Are you tired of the Marvel movies at all? I mean, 
correct me if I'm wrong, they're all just like action movies that are 100% CG with with the same characters, right? Pretty much. I, I'm not saying they're not. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. I haven't. I've only seen probably 20% of them, but. I just wonder, like, when people are going to get tired of these Marvel movies. Like, they could literally have a movie where Tom Hiddleston just, like, you know, bounces a ball against a wall for six hours, and he, it would still make a billion dollars. People don't care. They'll, <laughs> like, Ant-Man, really? Come on. What do you have against Ant-Man? It's fucking stupid. The movie was campy. It was a horrible movie. I, <laughs> I mean, like, critically, it was a terrible movie. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just. Are you are you tired at all of the formula? Clearly, people uh, aren't. I mean, I feel like actually no. I feel like everyone's feeling the repetitiveness, but we can't stop because why Marvel is Marvel is the biggest provider of movies today. You know, so it's mm. kind of and and besides, like you know, like you have certain characters that you love in the Marvel movies, like and you Spider-Man. just want to see what happens to them and all that. So. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's it's kind of like Candy Crush, you know? <laughs> Everybody went crazy for Candy Crush. Yeah. Everybody loved Candy Crush, played Candy Crush 24-7, and then the interest in it started to die down, and yet there's still people that play Candy Crush. Hmm. Do you play Candy Crush, Caroline? Not anymore. I haven't played it in years. <laughs> it's okay. This is a safe space. You can tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a judgment-free zone. Yeah, well, now I have an iPad that I can't, I don't really have much to use with it because, okay, so we were going through a lot of things in my house recently, and we found the family iPad, the, which, uh, I mean, my sister used for the most part. I didn't really use it all that much. Great. But now that, because because it's an iP- iPad 3, and it's been discontinued by Apple, mm-hmm. and they no longer update it, everything that I wanted to use it for, because I just decided to keep it anyway, everything I wanted to use it for... It's not supported by the iPad 3 because it's too old. It's probably worth 500 and bucks And one still. of the only things, one of the only things that I can possibly do on it is play all the games that were popular in like the 2010s. And that includes Candy Crush, which I have not gotten. I feel like once I click on that app, I will be sucked back into Candy Crush. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad it's making money. You know, I don't want the movie industry to go under. You know, like, I feel like we were. I feel like we were at the brink there for a while. I still kind of feel like we are. So, you know, if it takes. Well, one thing, one amazing thing that I found out is that if you get at least at AMC, if you get a movie ticket for like the middle of the day, they'll give you a matinee price of thirty percent off its typical ticket price. Sure. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, and that was a great thing to realize. Nice. Yeah, midday movies are where it's at. Way cheaper. And you can do stuff when you leave. He's right. He's a smart, he's a smart man. You should listen to Mason. <laughs> listen to the man who goes to one movie a year. <laughs> and yet has an entire movie segment on our podcast. True, because I'm watching old ass movies and or stuff that is old ass. We'll see. We'll see. Old, old ass, ass movies. <laughs> and or are on Netflix. And <laughs> bad. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Obligatory plug to check out every frame of paintings, the Marvel Symphonic Universe uh, video. It's always a classic where he goes around asking people to try to sing uh, any of the themes in any of the Marvel movies. And it just is a good like deconstruction. I'm like, 
Exactly. They came out before that movie, and that's the point. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, go singing. check out the, the video. It's pretty good. Caroline is a singer. We have, she is. We love it. You know, it's, I, I'm a woman of many talents. We haven't experienced that, of which that. I don't get paid for. someday. In, <laughs> someday in, in our fullest, we will experience Caroline's soprano. Uh, you know, vir- perhaps we should have a karaoke segment. Oh, we, I, I'm down for that. I'm a, I'm a pretty good singer for someone who's completely untrained. So I'm down. Yeah, you, t- you two can have a karaoke segment. I would like oh, it. Oh, Mason. No, That's no, 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 no. Right. No, I should barely have a speaking segment, oh, let alone stop. a singing one. <laughs> okay, how about how about a um, guitar hero segment? Considering you you know how to do drums, so you could do like the drum parts or whatever. There you go. I'm so I'm so annoying when it comes to playing like guitar hero drums, though. What do you mean? Why? Uh, so. In in rock band or guitar hero, the drums you activate the star power, you know, by like doing the fill and then like hitting the note at the end. You guys know that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I think. Essentially, when you play drums, you get power ups and you activate those powers by hitting a certain note at a certain time. And before you hit that certain note at a certain time, they give you like a. You know, a couple measures, a couple bars to do a drum fill. You know, they give you like, hey, it's a free space. Play whatever you want, rack up a ton of points, and then hit this note at a certain time, and you get star power, and you get bonus time. But because that free space is my favorite part of playing the drums, I will purposely always miss that certain note at the certain time, so it doesn't activate, and it gives me another free space to try again. And in which case, I will purposely miss again. And essentially, it turns into me constantly always missing notes so that I can freestyle as much as possible. And uh, wow. it's super annoying because it just ends with me going. So you're, so you're having for four yourself, minutes and everyone's like, stop it, please. <laughs> so, you're, so you're having a little uh, improv, a little improvisation. I'm turning it solo. into jazz hero instead of guitar hero. Oh, I see. Well, OK, it's that's jazz an idea band, not that rock could band. be uh, developed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an acquired taste. Jazz Hero. I'm down. <laughs> Imagine if they made a video game called Jazz Hero where there was no notes or bars that you had to hit. You just f- clicked and clacked on whatever plastic instrument they gave you to your heart's content. <laughs> <laughs> it just tried to guess star- what the notes were. And instead of star power, you get soul power. It's, oh, yes. I, I want this to be a thing. <laughs> we should probably send a letter because I think this is an idea that could possibly work. Oh, let me, I'm playing a John the Fisherman acoustic. That's a South Park reference. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, yeah. So why did have, you go to Atlanta? Of all places, I went to Atlanta for a high school slash college slash childhood friend's wedding. Um, this is someone I grew up with. He was my next door neighbor since I was a wee lad. There's, like, photos of us, like, getting on the bus on our first day of kindergarten, Aww. making Batman photos. We we were best buds for uh, many years. Uh, we went to the same high school, and then we simultaneously decided to go to the same college, irrespective of one another. We just kind of figured that out <laughs> at college, That's pretty so much. Cute. Uh, yeah, so I haven't seen him in a while, and he invited me down there and i was like oh don't mind if i do because i have never been to atlanta have either of you 
Um, I'd probably driven through it a couple times, but not really. I I went there once for a for a Final Fantasy concert. Otherwise, hmm. I've just driven through Atlanta a few times. Did you I, go there from like when you were in Florida? Yeah. Okay. And I never I never enjoy it, even driving through it. Gotcha. It's just very intimidating. This the. the that that metro area is very big and the roads are very busy and it's very much an area where you have to really focus as you drive through it because it's dangerous. I mean, it's, it's like it's like the Beltway in Washington. Like there's like a trillion yeah, cars, I could get that. bumper to bumper. Um, but I don't know. I haven't spent enough time there to have much of an opinion. I'm sure this Atlanta has probably a lot to offer. Yeah, so I went there. That's actually why there was no episode last week. Uh, actually, big kudos before I forget. I'll probably say it in the main podcast, but big kudos to Caroline if oh, you yeah. haven't checked out the oh, sequel no to the radio she hour. It was really good. It. I listened to it uh, like two days ago. I was playing some disc golf and I was like, I need something to, to listen to. Oh, what am I going to bring up? Oh, I should hear what Caroline's mix of music was. And it was a blast. It was a bunch of fun. Uh, yay. And that really means a lot because I know that this is not my music is not your kind of music. No, it's still interesting, and you had a nice little spiels about like why you liked it or why I should care, and then you played it, and it was good. So props for that. Props to Mitz on the editing, uh, the way you like brought it in as she was. It was good. It felt like radio, so that was fun. Uh, it was um, it was mostly Caroline. I didn't do much. Oh, I don't want to take too much credit. So uh, yeah, so that's why there was no podcast last week. Part of it. Um, so I went to Atlanta. I had never been there. I didn't really even have expectations. I was just like, oh, it's one of them southern cities. I've never really been to the south. Bible Belt's never really been my calling. So I was like, eh, we'll give it a shot. So I went down there a couple days early to, in two days, try to wrap up the biggest things of Atlanta that I wanted to go see. All um, right. So essentially, uh, the highlights, um, the first day... I went to the High Museum of Art, which is not uh, have anything to do with weed or edibles <laughs> or drugs of any kind. Yeah, it's just called the High, um, and it was all right. You know, kind of disappointing. Off, off to a rough start. It just, it didn't really wow me. And this is just maybe I'm spoiled with having access to all, all the museums in New York and Chicago, and there's some cool ones in Boston. So I was like, eh, whatever. But what they did have was probably the best rack of ribs I've ever had Ooh. in my life. Oh, mm -hmm. were they like slide the bone out quality? It was unreal how like oh, wow. fall off the bone they were. And what restaurant was this? This was at, and you'll when I say the name, you'll be like, well, of course they were good there. It was called Fat Matt's Rib Shack. Fat Matt? Wow. Fat Matt's. Oh my God. Of course it was good. Walk in there. They had stickers and I was like, oh, I'll put stickers. Because I have like a little, you know, travel log diary I keep. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, can I get a sticker as well? And they're like, nah, stickers are free. Take it. And I was like, oh, I already like this place. Uh, but no, the, the ribs are unreal. If you are in Atlanta, it's like northeast-ish kind of of the uh, city. It's north of Piedmont Park, which is a big, massive. It's, it's essentially their equivalent to um, Central Park in New York, but it's a little more full of soccer fields and baseball areas and lakes and stuff like that so uh it was good it's worth it fat matt's rib shack How really much good really good ribs i'm looking this up it was like 37 39 for a full rack 
It was thirty nine dollars. Uh, is a fucking lot. Wow. I, I let me double check. Let me double check I'm right, it now. Up right now. Fat Matt's Rip Shack, and they do like live blues. It doesn't have the prices on here. Oh, wait, to here uh, to to listen to. Let's see. Speaking of um, speaking no, of no, no, I was wrong. Twenty five. Yeah. I was gonna say thirty nine. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was total of 39. 25 for a full rack of ribs is not terrible. So that's a pretty no. good price. Let me double. Yeah, but I think it's I think it was the 39 total because all the sides were like $2.50. So like you oh got a ton God. of slides. Okay, maybe it's not 25. I think it's up a bit. Me? 29 maybe. Anyway, I got a bunch of food and it was all really good. Except collard greens. Collard greens are always collard no, greens. <laughs> nah, nah. You got to feel healthy though. Yeah. So... Day one, no, don't go to the museum. Don't go to anything. Go to Fat Mass Rib Shack. Um, the second day, though, that was the day I was excited for because I went to essentially the big thing I wanted to do there, which is the Georgia Aquarium, which is like the best aquarium in America. Oh, just just like straight up. That's that's how it is. That's how it be. Um Mostly, I wanted to see essentially the biggest uh, aquatic animals you could possibly see in an aquarium. And did you? Which are the whale sharks. Yeah. How do they have you ever heard of whale sharks? Yeah, but they're giant. How do they have them in there? Yeah. They got two of them in there. But they're so big. Um, They have a 6.3 million gallon tank. That's a lot of gallons. It's the only place outside of Asia where you can see them. Um... Yeah, they're they're massive. They have whale sharks. They have manta rays. Not your little stingrays. Massive, massive manta rays. Big old chonkers. Yeah, and they just have this like viewing room. Obviously, they have like this tunnel you walk through, so they can swim over you. They actually have like a moving walkway for you to like stand on and just like so you can look up and see all the things going around. But they have this massive like think of it like a movie theater almost type room with like six of the biggest like fused together glass panels that make up just this wall of glass for all these massive whales and manta rays and uh sea turtles and sharks and fish and just everything just oh it's so majestic it was so cool (laughs) uh it's i highly recommend it's like 35 dollars to get in which is you know a steal a fair bit of money well Uh, for the best for the best aquarium in america yeah exactly it was absolutely worth it and there was like a dolphin show and all the you know typical stuff you have your otters you have your uh penguins you have all this all the stuff that you want to see but really the main the main draw besides some very chonky beluga whales is just just this behemoth facility that is really cool so and especially when it's really hot outside um yeah yeah the, the aquarium's a good idea and it's like right in downtown Atlanta right next to the Centennial Park right next to the Coca-Cola factory which I did not go in because what? I don't drink pop. pop what like <laughs> so I was talking to someone afterwards who has been to the Coca-Cola factory thing and it is supposed to be pretty cool but they were saying like one of the best parts about the tour is they bring you into a room where they have like all the flavors of Coca-Cola from around the world and around the U.S. because they flavor it differently yeah. in different regions depending on like how to. that society prefers it. And they let you try all these different flavors that you could only get otherwise if you were there. And that, to me, drinking pop or soda or whatever you want to call it, just 
I would just be like, ew, this is bad. Ooh, this one's also ew. bad. Ew, they all have <laughs> bubbles in it. I ew. hate bubbles. So oh, I was no. like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. Not the bubbles. Not the bubbles. Um, I'm such a wimp when it comes to that stuff. So uh, Georgia Aquarium definitely is a must do. So you do. don't do seltzer either? Hmm? You don't do seltzer either? Uh, does that have bubbles? Answer, yes. yes. So then the answer for me is no. Anything with bubbles. Sparkling like, water? No. Oh my goodness. You're taking the best thing ever and ruining it with the worst thing ever. <laughs> I, I don't like bubbles. I don't know what to tell you. Mason is so healthy and I'm just like a disaster. <laughs> I mean, it's not like bubbles or carbonation are even like inherently bad for you. <laughs> like it's just, it's I don't not. know. It's just never been my preference. Yeah. No bubbles for Mason. Exactly. Are no fun. Get bubbles? that shit out of his house. Exactly. Like if somebody were to blow a bubble in front of you, would you run away from the bubble? No, like bubbles are, oh, unless it's a Netflix movie, bubbles are fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like, I like playing with bubbles as a kid. Like, I like blowing bubbles, I guess, in like, <laughs> like in, in the bathtub the when I was a yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was there ever a point in time where you actually liked soda and no, you just kept no, on away from I it or you never, never liked it? I never all right, liked all right. It. Wow, that's we, pretty impressive. We gotta wrap this Like, I remember up. once I was like feeling a little. Like, I had a little colder just under the weather, and my mom was like, oh, have some 7-Up, oh you know, because that'll help, Blah. you know, loosen you up. And I love the ginger ale help. when I'm sick. Ginger yeah, ale's exactly. great. I like ginger ale anytime. Uh, uh, yeah, it's and, and anytime. what people do. Well. Yeah. So my mom gave me a little bit of 7-Up. I took one swig. I'm like, no, I don't like swig. it. Swig. So she poured a glass and left it on the counter for, like, three days. And then she was like, okay, it's definitely going to be, like, flat by now. Like, it'll be way more reduced. And After I'm sure day if, one, I would have just thrown it I'm away. sure if any normal p- person would have tasted it, it would have been like, this is completely flat. This is nothing to offer. And I still was like, no, I feel the bubbles. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, I did that. I went to another place that had really good Creole food, which had the worst name ever. It's called The Food Shop. Which gives you no that indication a, of anything. That is a bad name. Uh, but it was really shop? good. So Really? Wow. If you had one day in Georgia, I would say go downtown, go to the food shop, get some like shrimp and grits or like jambalaya or whatever they have. It'll be good. And walk over, see the whale sharks, and then get fat mats for dinner, and you'll be good. One night in... And, and that's it. One night in Georgia and Mason's the world's oyster. Uh, and we, we, the the wedding was nice. It was in the botanical gardens. I took a bunch of pictures. They had an origami exhibit. It was pretty sweet. And, oh, I uh, can only it. imagine the allergy flare-up I would have had if I was there. <laughs> Being at a wedding in hot Atlanta in a botanical garden, which must have been no, lovely. No, no. Hot Atlanta. Although I would have been, like, ruining the entire thing because <laughs> of my sneezing. Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad, like, weather-wise or allergy-wise. So I, I lucked out. Uh, no rain. No, like, brutal... Like, like it's hotter right now in Connecticut than it was in Atlanta. So, uh, good trip. Made it back. Excited to do podcasts. Well, you guys missed out uh, because I went to a wedding where everybody was on shrooms. But we'll have to save that for next week. Wow. Not me, though. I will not do that. But uh, What, be on shrooms during a wedding? Be on shrooms at all. But you liked weed. Weed and shrooms are very different. (laughs) Oh, shut up. I don't... You're right. You're right. That was stupid of me to say, but I really don't know much about. It's just dangerous. You know, any of that kind of stuff. So I kind of just assumed that they were on the same, you know, playing field. <laughs> Sh- shrooms are just dangerous in a way that like other drugs aren't. 
because you can really like, okay well that was the stupidest up. thing i've said in weeks <laughs> no i mean people don't really know like people don't really know anything i don't know i don't know that much like people don't people don't know a lot about drugs so i don't think it was that stupid well i've got a shroom adjacent story for next week oh my God. when we bring this up so fantastic or that's not what you, you expect for after party if we're doing after party today i I I also I will discuss it and I also and I also got my dog high accidentally and it was a terrible oh exper- a terrible experience so we'll discuss that as well later on so oh my god when you said that they were looking like their eyes were looking high I just thought they were just being a cute dog and that nope. they're looking a little bit out of it nope. but nope no I guess you were quite literal I, I'll give you a teaser it involved a lot of shit blood puke and oh. pee <laughs> are they okay. Everybody's okay. Uh, speaking of dogs, I saw 112 in Atlanta. He's there you counting go. My I, I, I always keep track. <laughs> All right, well, we got to go. Um, but uh, hey, that was a fun episode. We'll see you guys next week on Hobby Addicts. Until then, take care and uh, don't forget to tip your waitress. Bye. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>